Shakespeare. Alas. Oh. <laughs> Alas, tis I not. I tis not. Tis, tis he in. To sheet or not to sheet? <laughs> that is the question, not the answer. <laughs> Were that a more noble. I don't know no, any Shakespeare. That's fucking all I got. <laughs> Deny thy father and refuse thy name. <laughs> I would rather be Deny a drunk. Deny thy whiskey and refuse thy beer. <laughs> what drunkard doth I proclaim to be? <laughs> but soft. <laughs> what light from yonder bar window break? <laughs> Tis the east. And, Tis... and bar closing last call is the west. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I hope I hope you're still recording. Okay, I'm stopping. Me too. Hello, Frog Residents. Kermit speaking. Oh, hello, Mr. Iger. Yes, sir. It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, I I have heard of the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. Um, yeah, I guess they're funny, but I don't really approve of their language. It's not something that me and Piggy want our little tablets to be listening to. But, uh, Fozzie, he, he loves them. I'm sorry, Mr. Iger, what... What do you mean I... You thought I could use the work? It... Closing? Torn down? Galaxy's Edge? Now you listen here. Just because I'm a puppet doesn't mean I'll just bend over and take it. If you tear down Muppet Vision, I'll shove more than just a hand in your butt, Bob. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be Welcome to episode 249 of Three Sheets to the Mouse, where the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from parks to movies to dining, we'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by only Maria. Hi. I mean, the one and only Maria. There definitely does not need to be two of me in the world, so nope. thank God there is only one. Would that be... Would that be Mariam? If there um, were two, or Marie? Marie? Like, like, like Mariah? Mariah on fire? No. No? No. I don't know. Maria's? Maria's is? I, I like Mariam. Mariam. Okay. That sounds Mar- like a bacteria. Yeah, that's definitely. No. We are sans Tim and Adam because they're coming down to crunch time, getting things ready. Uh, at the house and packed up and just, you know, everything that goes into going on a uh, back-to-back Disney cruise with maybe a little time spent uh, in the bubble 
when they get so yeah they're they they i'll be in that mode next week yeah the mode they're in right now and i'm 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 hella nervous because i'm so unprepared uh, do you have your packing list <laughs> or is Stephanie, we don't even have is, show notes why would i have a packing list <laughs> She's not shipping me to fucking Florida. Does Stephanie have a packing list? <laughs> yeah, printed it off, taped it on her ass. I'm just going to drop her off at FedEx tomorrow morning. And be like, can you way just get her office. there by this date? <laughs> what's, yeah. what's that shipping cost me? <laughs> well, it all depends on if I can cram her in the box. Mm-hmm. Well, She'd have no problem cramming me in the box. That Okay. Because you're flexible? Sure. Okay. I was cool. going to say it's a bit. It's a, it's a good thing. It's just the two of us. Yes. Uh, tonight, because that means that we can get right into uh, what are you drinking, and we can get right out of what are you drinking. That's right. There's only two of us to tell. There, there are only two drinks being had. Well, I don't know. Uh, you normally have something on deck, and then you've got something in the dugout, I, and yeah. fucking a pinch hitter. I can't even go with you. <laughs> no. I have the same thing. I just have two drinks tonight. Um, I actually started drinking today at about one o'clock. <laughs> I had I had some wine because I was discussing it in a group with some of our uh, sheeter gals. Sounds so, like some delinquents, if you ask me. Are, yes, they are. Absolutely. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pour myself a little glass of wine. So I just had a little glass. Now, and let me then, ask you this. Yes. But would that wine have been from a Nichols Vineyard? Uh, absolutely. You fucking wonderful person. You, <laughs> I've got, you, no, he said I need to drink his daddy's wine. And I just, I just, I haven't. Stephanie won't let me open it. Is it the, is it the Barry's Legacy? Yes. It's, it's very, very good. I know, but yeah. but he he said he has plenty, and I should get into it. He so does. I should probably get into it. Yeah, no, I I was uh, drinking one of their bottles of Syrah. That's that's, that's what I opened. It is so good. All of it's um, so good. I know. I opened it a couple days ago, so I have to like finish it before it turns. Yeah. So I I probably have like a day or two left on that, and then uh, I'm I'm, sh- I'm I might... I've got faith in you. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm not gonna struggle to finish it right i'm just saying that i need to to finish it yeah no (laughs) no i was real pissed because our dog knocked over one of the bottles and broke it so i'm down a bottle and i was already down a bunch of bottles because i've been drinking it so right right well that's i mean that's just a waste yeah so you and you you can write that off i'm hoping um but tonight i have uh corona premiere with the line oh and then oh. I have the same thing on deck. Just, just, just two beers tonight. Okay. So. Okay. You, you, you know, uh, going back to Misty Creek and, and Shan's Happy's Vineyard. Is why didn't we do some kind of GoFundMe OnlyFans thing just for just Three Sheets Nation to just buy that thing? I know, right? <laughs> and then we would have had our own. Who vineyard. would have run that? Who would have been uh, in charge I mean, of running that? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> They'd have had to deal with all of us plus yeah, that would have been two thousand of our closest friends. <laughs> closest. That that you know everybody Own threw a percent. A thousand dollars. A half a percent. Yeah. We'd have been on Shark Tank. It would have been bad. Dealing with Mark Cuban and the little guy. Oh. What are you drinking? Well, me, uh, you know, I was uh, running around like a chicken with his head cut off all night doing. Yeah. Back to school shit. 
I came home, didn't have time to put anything together. I just decided, you know what? I, I, I was going to have one of my cocktail fizz bomb things that I've been working through. Oh, right. Instead, I just decided rum and coke. Never let you down. Just got some silver rum, not even a good rum, and uh, Diet Dr. Thunder, not even a good soda. It's just that's the kind of mood I'm in. That's all right. And here I am. That's okay. It's like almost a good drink. Kind of like our topic tonight is almost Disney related. That was that, is, a, was, it, was that a good tie-in? I, I don't. I think would that. say. I mean, it is a hundred percent Disney unrelated. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Well, that's that's. It, I mean. I would I would be perfectly fine sitting down with my ghetto ass drink and partaking of any of these ghetto ass uh, films. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be now discussing. wait a minute, you cannot call these films <laughs> ghetto ass because some of these I fucking grew up on these films. Uh, well, let's see. Okay, C- case in point, what you just said. Discussing this topic with my uh, my my youngest son. He he's he's sixteen. He's like, what are y'all talking about tonight? Because I was like, man, you're you're fucking making me late going to your school orientation and i was like well here's here and i'll you know what your listener i'll go ahead and tell you um we're, we're looking at uh some 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 things that people swear are, are disney uh disney movies but they aren't disney movies and no nope. and, and you think you know disney but do you know not disney <laughs> right you know if you just say everything is Disney, then no one no one says it's not. Then then it is. So I was telling him that's what we're talking about. He's like, oh, so like trolls. I'm like, no. no. Well, I mean, in this day and age, some folks get it. I I can see that. Same thing with I anything mean, with a anything true. with a minion in it too. You know, whatever. But that's that's literally across the street down there. Yeah. Um, but most of the films uh, that that. Animated features we're going to be discussing tonight. If you're not of a certain age, this won't mean a damn thing to you. No. Well, and a lot of these, the I mean, we're in our forties, so these are movies that we grew up with. That I'm when you're a kid, you don't. It doesn't matter who makes the fucking movie. You like it, and it's animation, or it's live action, or whatever it is. And you like it, so you watch it. It doesn't matter what movie house put it out, like what company put it out. But I just assumed that everything growing up was... It's Disney. I didn't know the difference between the different animation houses. I still well, don't I, really know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm a I'm a bit more jaded when it comes to um, film because like I'm I'm a huge nerd when it comes to film and movies and stupid trivia and stuff like that. So I knew a lot of I knew a lot of this, the the items we're, we're not we're going to talk about tonight weren't Disney, but there are some that I was like, man, I I still can't believe that's not Disney because it it just feels Disney. Right. It just looks yeah. Disney like and if it's not then fucking they screwed up and they should have done it well and the (laughs) thing is that Disney was the first so I think by default everything that comes after it 
oh, well, that feels like Disney. Well, that's because Disney was the fucking pioneer and nobody had done this before. He built this empire. And so everybody that comes after that, it feels like a copycat. So now there are a lot of these movies that were, this is just part one. There's definitely going to be a part two. We're focusing today on, on certain companies. Um, and of those companies, we're focusing on four movies for each of them. Am I correct? Right. Did I read that right? I mean, I'm, yeah. I got, oh, I you got, have five. I, I got a couple. Yeah. Okay. But mine yeah, has four years has five. It's not like, yeah. Well, technically, yours has like 40 because one right. of them has 60 different, or that, that, that math doesn't compute fucking at all. No. But one of them they made like eight of. Yeah. It, yeah. I, so, yeah. So that's, that's what we're talking. It's a little, it's a little Disney misconception, a little disconception because when it comes to, you know, people who are diehard Disney fanatics, um, some of them love nothing more than correcting people who are wrong when they try to associate or assume something not disney is disney and uh we're not we're not here to correct anybody we're here to say check this out i'll be damned i thought it was disney too right so um without further ado i'll i'll jump in first um go for it a a lot of what i'm going to be covering comes uh from a guy i don't know he's kind of an indie filmmaker um yeah, he's not well known at he's, all no no he's he's uh he's new to the scene very and um he's he's he, i think he's got like three movies out um a guy named uh steven spielberg yeah, i don't know who that is i, I he's a he's an up-and-comer oh, okay um i i expect him to be uh be one of the movers and shakers in hollywood oh see i soon. thought maybe a flash in the pan no, no, you no, don't think no. so. He, he's okay. he's. Pro- I, I think he has some staying power. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, would that happen to start in the eighties, like the seventies and eighties? Is that when his staying power is going to start? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's going to never stop once his name gets put on something. <laughs> pretty much. Um, listen, if you don't know who Steven Spielberg is, you can just get the fuck go out. find something else to do. <laughs> yeah, you okay? don't. What are you I doing? Don't, you, uh, it's everything if you if you watched it in the 80s and it had visual effects in it and science fiction involved in it he was probably in it matter of fact if you watched it in the 80s and yes. it, yeah I, I, it was mostly I, yeah it, by the way if they don't know who steven spielberg is they certainly are not listening to this podcast <laughs> right i don't like if you don't know like the apex oh, no. of pop culture, you certainly don't know us. <laughs> they they know who Steven Spielberg is because they watched Ready Player One. Oh, okay. There you go. Or the reboot of the Animaniacs oh, and God. fucking Tiny Toons. But uh yeah, Steven Spielberg and um when he got started his own, I guess, production company was I think it was Amblin Pictures. Or whatever that was uh, definitely um, he did that with ET and a lot of his other films, and then that kind of morphed into an animation thing called Amblimation, uh, and that was based out of the United Kingdom, and, and then that morphed into obviously DreamWorks, uh, the animation 
portion of DreamWorks, which, oh, now we're talking something people know about because, right. I mean, who hasn't seen Shrek and uh, other DreamWorks animations? How to oh, Train oh, Your Dragon. Fucking, there's so many. That's it. There that you one, go. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a hot commodity. So, um, yeah, uh, DreamWorks puts out, I mean, they put out great films and animations, not yeah. really what we're what i'm going to get this my first one is going to be uh one that came out oh you know in the in the 90s um an amblimation one and it's balto about the dog the sled dog okay i will say that this is one that does not look disney but it feels like it should be a Disney movie for the simple fact that it is an animal, right? Right. 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 Yeah, they're anthropomorphizing the uh, the animals here, and and it does have um, some some truth to it in, in history. If you don't know, Balto is uh, the movie's loosely based on the true story of a dog by the same name who helped save a bunch of kids with diphtheria. Uh, during the 1925 serum run in, in Alaska. Um, I, I will go on record and say one of the first movies I watched on Disney Plus when it came out is the movie Togo. Oh. Which tells the true story of the actual hero, not this motherfucker who came in second place but got credit <laughs> for it all. Balto got the statue, but Togo is the one who did all the shit and, and, and everything. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Probably one of one of the best movies on Disney Plus. Nobody's watching. Just you should you should absolutely yeah, uh, I haven't seen watch Togo. that. Oh my god, it is so good. Really? Um, I, I'm blanking on the main uh, actor because it's live action. I was just gonna say, is it live action? It's live action with with real dogs. Oh, None of that fucking okay. Harrison Ford with a CG dog bullshit. So it's like um like Homeward Bound. Like yeah. it's actual, the actual. I mean, they don't animals. talk. Right. No, 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 no. It's not like they're amper. They're, no, it ain't, oh. a, ain't a fucking so talking dog. It's like, it's like more like. White it's cat. more. Okay, except real. Well, yes, that's what. Yeah. And it's it's Willem Dafoe. Do you need any oh. other reason to watch it? He is creepy as fuck. Ah. But it, 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 it is an amazing, an amazing movie. It, but. I digress. Balto. 1995, Steven Spielberg, Amblimation, they put it out, and it was a complete financial disappointment when it came out in 1995, because Walt Disney Pictures had a little uh, low-budget flick come out in 1995, thanks to Pixar, called Toy Story. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... It's too bad um, that didn't do very well. The, yeah. <laughs> The, the VHS sales for Balto were fantastic. It went on uh, to get gr- uh, mixed reviews from critics, but it did well enough on home video and direct, or home video that it spawned two sequels that went direct to video, none of which had the original voice cast, which, which, listen to this cast. Listen to this cast. Kevin Bacon. No shit. Bridget Fonda. What? Jim Cummings. Wait a minute. I, oh, no, I, I, I'm not he, even done yet. Oh, my God. I'm not even done yet. Phil Collins 
in two roles. It, what? God, I love him. Bob Hoskins. Super uh, Mario Mario himself. I love Eddie him. Eddie Valiant was in this. And oh Miriam Margulies. Uh, what? Yeah. Now, I, I this it, it, it is an animated film, but it does have some live action bits shot in uh, New York City's uh, Central Park. It's kind of like a, a fade in, fade out kind of thing to kind of ground it, even though it's, again, loosely based on a, a true story. So you had to have something to kind of ground it in. Wow. But because it's Talking Critters, you know, came out honestly about the about the same time. And of course, uh, produced by Amblin, Amblima, Amblimation thing, and then uh, distributed by Universal, which this is, again, a lot of DreamWorks stuff goes through Universal. So right. this really opened, uh, opened the door. It was the first, no, never mind. Something else was the first. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> As is always the case, if you're not first, you're last. Yep. But yeah, if you've, uh, if you've not checked out Balto, don't because you just need to go watch the live action Togo, and it's an amazing. That yeah, let's just talk about Togo. Anyway, wow. that's that's my first one from uh, the, the the land of Spielberg. Jeez. All right. Well, the uh, top that you got. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, yours only had two sequels. <laughs> my first one had like eighty five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, good actually. That that wins, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. That's and that's the legitimate number, eighty-five thousand. Um, so Don Bluth, who began his uh tenure as an animator with Walt Disney and kind of like came on as I, I wanna say not it's he wasn't an intern, he was more like an apprentice. Um to some of the nine old men and one of his he he worked during the 70s and one of the films that he worked on was um fox and the hound and he did uh some stuff for winnie the pooh and he animated rabbit and he worked on the rescuers and he, he was doing stuff for pete's dragon and then he wanted to do some other stuff and Disney pretty much was like, uh, I don't, we were, I think you're good. <laughs> like where you're at. And, and he pretty much said, all right, I'm going to do this on my own then. So. And they said, good luck. Yeah. Right. We, we wish you well. Yeah. Uh, mm, so well. he started his, his own animation company. Um, and you know what is so funny? I was looking for the name of it, and you don't find it anywhere in his Wikipedia page until you get to this first movie. And so his company's name was Sullivan Bluth Studios. And the first movie is The Land Before Time. Now, this is a movie that I distinctly remember watching in a movie theater with my dad and my two siblings because dad is the one that always took us to the movies my mom stayed home to get some quiet time 
without the three of us kids running around. Um, the production studios were also Amblin Entertainment, Lucasfilm, and Universal Pictures. Yep. Those were the producers, along with Sullivan Bluth uh, Studios. So, Land Before Time, I, I feel like every kid who went through the 80s saw at least if they didn't see the entire film know that it is a gut-wrenchingly heartbreaking stab you in the chest painful experience because you watch the main character's mother die it is awful (laughs) and one of the things that really like kind of you can see as a theme in all of these movies we don't watch her die she dies off screen but one of the one of the themes that you see in all of these movies is that they're probably different from disney in the way that they are more violent yeah it's well the the animation style isn't as caricature like no, you know, it's, it's got more like de- more defined lines, and it's just it has that 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 bit of. Uh, I mean, I guess I want to. It's just it, it feels more raw, right? So everything ends up being more visceral, right? You know, it, it's, and and yeah, they 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 handle that uh, subject matter um, a little bit differently, I guess, than Disney. Yeah, I mean, it it's it came out in 1988. Um, it was followed by. 13 direct-to-video sequels. 13! That's all, that's almost... Toy Story is almost the 13th, there. When, when was the last uh, one released? Do you have that? 2016. So, okay. Yeah. So, that... Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, it's a they lot, had it's a long time for dinosaurs. A TV series, a video game... Uh, soundtracks, you know, merchandise. It, it's oh, oh, well, it had merchandise because oh, absolutely. And, and I, I absolutely have to touch on this because obviously I was, you know, I'm a dinosaur nerd uh, at heart. So I was infatuated with this when I was a kid. And my mom at the time worked for Pizza Hut, who was a huge partner oh my God, with yes. the first movie that came out. I had all the puppets. Oh my God! I had all oh, the little you, rubber oh, puppets. And I bet you I, don't I, have I, them I had, anymore. Shit, no, my oh, dog ate man. them. I played with them. Oh, right. But I, yeah. 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 I had Littlefoot, I had Ducky, and I had Spike, fucking Sarah. I had them all. It is definitely something that fucking Sarah. There's no Sarah. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh. There is. Ah! Ah! She's literally the Triceratops. Yeah, you're right. I loved Ducky. Ducky was my Wait till they there. remake this in live action. Uh, well, not by Disney, because well, I'm no. sure they'll own it eventually. Definitely by DreamWorks, yeah. because yeah. Spielberg. Yeah. He so, says, well, you know, I've done Jurassic Park. I, I don't think I had a moment when I realized that it wasn't Disney. I just kind of always knew that it didn't fall under the umbrella. But it still kind of does, because Steven Spielberg kind of falls under the umbrella. And so, and Don Bluth kind of falls under the umbrella. They all, they've, they've all worked with Disney, and Don Bluth worked for Disney 
for a while. I don't know. I could... I'd be okay with the land before time coming to Disney Plus. You know, if if sometime <laughs> later. Along with the other movies I'm I'm going to talk about. So but that's my <clears throat> first one, Land Before Time. Hey, speaking of Spielberg. Yeah. Let's go back to Spielberg. Okay. And let's let's move forward to nineteen ninety eight. Another one that gets kind of mixed up and, and folks sometimes think it's a Disney flick would be uh, The Prince of Egypt. I loved the song. And, it well, first off, fantastic soundtrack. Oh, going my God. On with this. So good. Um, now, this was um, the first feature film by DreamWorks to be hand animated. And if you don't know, The Prince of Egypt is the story of uh, basically Moses... Um, being the prince of Egypt and his destiny to lead the uh, Jewish people out of uh, Egypt. Now, um, visually, this has a Disney feel to it. Yeah. And it tells the story of, you know, personal growth that, that Moses had. And I think another huge reason... This has that, 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 you know, well, I mean, that looks like a Disney movie. Uh, comes down to Jeffrey Katzenberg. Little, uh, little guy that was prominent with, with Disney. Um, while he was working for Disney, he decided to try to put the idea into production. Or, or he said, he, he suggested to, to Disney what about an animated adaptation of the Ten Commandments film? And Disney's like, eh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Don't see that. You see that Bible well. stuff? That yeah, we we steer clear of that. That's yeah. No, no one's gonna see that. No one wants to go to the theater for church. So he decided, you know what? Forget you guys. And uh, he co-founded DreamWorks Pictures. There's the answer to that from earlier yeah. that no one here listening is privy to. Um, yeah, right. He co-founded <laughs> uh, DreamWorks with, with Steven Spielberg in 94. And he decided, hey, can I start a, a, a company for you to make animated movies? And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Good, because here's the movie I want to make. Because they told me no, but if I have the company, then you can't tell me no because it's my company. And he uh, decided to put together The Prince of Egypt. And uh, was really well received. Had 350 people from 34 countries working on it. Uh, it kind of blended traditional animation and CG, but it was the first one that from DreamWorks that had traditional animation on it. Um, again, Hans Zimmer did the music, so the score is fantastic. Yeah, and that's. Let's talk about the cast of this that people miss out on if you haven't seen it. Val Kilmer. No way. Haven't heard much from him lately, but well, that's because yeah. he's got the... Poor guy. What is that? Is that is that uh, Voldemort? Ralph Fiennes? Or is that pronounced Ray Fiennes? Ray Fiennes, yes. Yeah. That is... That is... <laughs> yes, Avocadavra. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is... When, <laughs> I make myself laugh so hard when I do that. 
Hang on. Even better. Even better. When he sees Moses, he gets to say, the boy who lived. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. That is so blasphemous. Don't walk outside. Lightning will strike you. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Michelle Pfeiffer. What? Sandy Bullock. What? <laughs> oh my god, I can't even. Big Big Daddy Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he is the best. The, I Danny mean, Glover. Shut the fuck up! I need to watch this movie again. <clears throat> Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh my god. Lady Helen Mirren. I did. Did he call in like every favor that he? It gets oh, better. Oh. Oh, God. Two marks. Steve and Short. Oh, my God. What? Wait, were they the comedic relief? (laughs) I mean, it had to be. It had to be. So, basically, this is only attempted murders in the building. Yeah, right? I guess is what you'd... (laughs) Only attempted murdered princes in the building is a podcast for this. It's... Yeah. Um... It's funny when, when you when you look when you read through uh, the information about this. It says based on the book of Exodus. Based on. <laughs> based on. It's it's some Old Testament stuff. Just like mild, loosely, <laughs> loosely related to. About about uh, <laughs> the soundtrack included a song by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. I remember watching the Academy Awards that year and watching them perform this on stage. Yep. I don't I don't remember if it won or not, but I remember watching it, it won, happen. It won a single Academy Award. What was it for? Was it the, was it for the the song? I don't know. I I mean I can scroll down and find out. You'll give me a moment. That's okay. Good. Don't give me a moment. Nope. Accolades. Academy Award uh, won for original song, yeah. When You Believe. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, you know, I can I can see why you might think it's Disney because it was presented to Disney and they, they passed on right. it. And then it, you know. And literally every person involved was a powerhouse in their own right. It may or may not have tripled its budget in the box office. I... I'm sure. A budget of 70 mil. Yeah, we're going to do 218. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good thing. <laughs> you know, you know, that's not what's amazing. What's amazing, and this isn't real tangent, but what's amazing is what they found. <laughs> the, the, I mean, granted, this was followed up by Shrek. So I don't think you could get any further from one to the other. Oh no, yeah, that's wow. And then a an animated Wallace and Gromit movie, the Curse of the uh, yeah. Were Rabbit. So they I literally did like hand drawn CGI claymation. <laughs> like, oh, Wallace and Gromit is is CG. Oh, is it? It's a simulated claymation. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a simulation, simulation, simulation. <laughs> But it's it, has that, it has that look. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, but the original Wallace and Gromit's were all claymation over in the UK. So oh, were they? It's okay. just, it's, it's, a, it's a lot faster if you can just do it on the in computer. software now. Yeah. Uh, but then that became a little too much because Tim Burton was like, oh, no, we're going back to claymation and little bitty models and stuff for like, you know, his Frankenweenie and, and uh, Paranorman and stuff like right. that. That's full nerd mode on me. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Maria, give give me some bloof. Okay, so I all about that bloof. This next one, I grew up watching multiple times. This was one of my favorite movies growing up. This movie came out in '82, so it is as old as I am. And this was tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. Kind of like Beauty and the Beast. Uh, T A I L. Except it is called The Secret of Nim. So I fucking loved this movie. I still love this movie. I It terrified me, I, man. Did it really? I just thought, I remember watching, again, going back to talking about Bluth and just his style of animation. It's a little it's scary. It's bright and cheery it and not. colorful. It no. is so dark. But it was, it. it's almost very similar to The Black Cauldron. I was and, literally about to say and that. It's, and it's that kind of like dark, Disney went through that like dark phase for that couple of years where they wanted to try something that was kind of outside the box. Were these the years that Bluth was on board with them? Because I would bet money Um, that this is probably when Bluth was still on board with them. I mean, probably because he did the the Fox and the Hound was one of the last ones that he did. I mean, that's that's dark. That's not Not, no no no. But 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 it's within the same time frame as yeah. Uh, the Black Cauldron was was it is it not? That's part of the dark, the dark age. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Bronze Age. No, I think it's literally called the Dark Age. Is it not? Oh, I don't know. well, I didn't take. Yeah, I forget. Eighty one was Fox and the Hound. So no, so the Black Cauldron would have been after. Okay. After Secret of Nim. Okay. Um, but for those that haven't seen the movie, it is well worth a watch. So good. It is about Mrs. Frisbee and her children. She is a widow. Her husband worked for Nim. Nim well, the rats of Nim. Um, Nim stands for the National Institute of Mental Health. And so they, this company, Nim, did experiments on these rats and mice and these rats and mice became incredibly intelligent and broke loose created their own colony um, on this farm and there is somebody coming out to eradicate them the next day so they have to move Mrs. Brisby's house she lives in a cinder block to the other side of this big stone that her house is next to. Um, Now, as far as the cast, there's not so many well-known names, just because it came out in 82, like names that we would know. Um, Uh, Well, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, just, just one. Uh, There's one. Dom DeLuise. (laughs) <laughs> who is in virtually every Bluth production that came out. Correct. <laughs> so um, he plays Jeremy. 
he is the crow. Um, that oh, fucking love him. He's so great. Uh, but yes, uh, Dom DeLuise kind of becomes a staple in in he, Don well, Bluth animation. He, well, I mean, he, his voice totally lends itself well to animated films. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he was a walking cartoon character to begin with. Correct. So it works perfectly. It, it's it's like Ernie Casella. Yes, I can remember watching him I, on I, I TV. I said his name wrong, didn't I? Costanza. No. Who are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. No. No. Todd, cut me out. Just, just please for me on that. I always call him that, and it's not his name. Oh, Sabella. Pumba. Oh. I always call it Casella. God, I don't exist. You know what? Fucking leave it, and I'm an idiot. It's fine. Now, there is a very, very young Shannon Doherty that is the voice of one of the Brisby children. And there is also... Well, this kind of explains her demeanor for the rest of her acting career, then, if this is where she started out. It's like, here, no, you're going to be in a cartoon, and then you're like, oh, that sounds fun, and then this is the cartoon you're in. And after that, you're like, I'm just going to mope around 90210 for a while. Yep. And call me Heather. And then the... Now, I recognize this guy's face, but I don't recognize his name. Derek... Jacoby? Sir Derek George Jacoby. Oh, he's been knighted? I yeah. English. He must actor. know Patrick Stewart. He must. Forceful commanding did. stage presence. He was uh Nicodemus, who is the leader of the Rats of Nim. Um, and kind of the the one in charge of helping Mrs. Brisby move her house. Um, but yeah, so the only two that we would really know is Dom DeLuise and Shannon Doherty. <laughs> very, uh, very much opposite ends of the spectrum there. Uh, and, and well, yeah, entirely. Yeah. So, but this is based off of a book, um, called Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim by Robert C. O'Brien. Uh, the movie is fantastic, but it is very dark. Um, I, I would, I would almost say that this would be, uh, I guess it would still be a PG rating if it came out today, but if there was something, if we had something between PG and PG-13, I think it'd be in between there. Like a PG-10? PG yeah. I, I don't know that I would let my boys watch this right now. Hmm. I think it would probably scare the shit out of Aiden. Uh, Kellen would be fine, because Kellen isn't scared of anything i don't think <laughs> so but aiden would absolutely be terrified so let me ask you this did you watch the sequel no the secret of nim 2 timmy to the rescue uh no 1998 oh, direct Jesus. video animated musical is, anime is Dom DeLuise in it? If not, I don't want. I don't want any part of it. I don't, I don't want to click on the link <laughs> and find out. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, produced actually by MGM Animation, 
and everything is bright, happy, and cheery in color. If I'm being perfectly honest, looking at just like the, the, the cover art for it. Oh my. It is in stark. It almost looks like a uh, animated kids movie you'd watch at church on Sunday school. It looks like in 2009, Paramount Pictures wanted to work on a live action remake of Secret of Nim. But nothing happened there. Probably, thank God. Because that should not happen. Uh, was not nominated for any Academy Awards. I mean, because everyone was like, nah, this, this, this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it won a Saturn Award for Best Animated Film. And that's pretty much it. But yeah, Secret of Nim. I love it. It's one of my favorites. So good. But absolutely, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so if your kids are faint at heart, uh, don't watch this one. <laughs> which or watch is it with them the, and then which squirm. Which is kind of the, uh, the, the entire message for Blue Th Studio Films. <laughs> Blue Animation yeah. is not for the faint at heart. Although Disney animation is not really for the faint of heart sometimes either. You got a lot of dead parents. Well, I mean, that's just the nature. That, that's just how cruel life is. Is it? Be. That's the nature of life? That's just it. Chil parents children who, Everyone children who lose their parents? Yep. Okay. They, they become sentient rats. Uh, no, I don't think that's... Okay, next. All right. Well, hey. DreamWorks. A little less Steven Spielberg on this one, but... It's definitely still DreamWorks. And this is for basically all of all of the movies that I, 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 pl I plucked out. To me, this is the most Disney film. Just 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 period. Like I, I feel like I'm in a bit of a Mandela effect because I swear to God, this was a Disney movie. But my research is like, yeah, no, it's definitely DreamWorks. But it just <sighs> to the year 2000. DreamWorks Animation puts out The Road to El Dorado. I don't think I saw this at all. I've seen this. Have you? And it just looks like a Disney movie. It's a little fun. It's a little swashbuckly. You got uh, two guys as the lead characters and they're, you know, it's a buddy comedy kind of thing going on. There's antics with, with horses um, it just, so much of it felt like I, I just, I just knew it was Disney and I'm doing research on this and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's not Disney. Um, basically you've, you've got two con artists. I don't know. Finn Ryder or yeah. Flynn, Flynn Ryder. Or, Finn, you know, Finn, Flynn, whatever. Yeah, you know, Flynn Wolfhard. Yeah. He's the guy from the upside down. That's fine. Um, two con artists, and they basically uh, win the map to El Dorado in Spain, and they 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 they, they travel they, they wash ashore in the New World, and they use the map to lead them to the city of El Dorado, uh, where its inha inhabitants mistake them for gods. Uh, this I'm just looking at the the art now. This looks 
like, uh, oh, fuck. What, um, it looks like Emperor's New Groove. Yes. It That's, like, the pointed chins of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, Cusco has the pointed chin. It, it just, the horse looks like a Disney horse. I, I, it just looks Disney. But it is so not. It, it isn't, and it it doesn't really have a lot. You know, there's not like a lot of Disney influence in it with the uh, the guys that that worked on it. Um, brand new directors. This was their first time directing. <clears throat> you know, Eric Bergeron and Don Paul. You know, <laughs> the cast wasn't really amazing. To be perfectly honest with you. I mean, yeah, no, Kenneth Branagh. You, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! The cast was amazing. I, I, I mean, not compared to the other two well, movies okay. I mentioned. But let's, yes, no, that, that's true. Compared to the okay, other, I, oh, so, I got you. I, I agree. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Sure. Pro- Wonderful. Whatever. I, okay. Kevin Klein. You don't like Kevin Klein? I love Kevin Klein. I mean, I... I... <clears throat> Listen, we've all seen Wild Wild West. Wicked, wicked. <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you made me choke on my... <clears throat> Corona premiere. <laughs> and then you got Rosie Perez. Don't even try to ask me to do an impression of her because it'll be bad, but it'll still sound like her. Oh my god. Yep. I I, I feel like Wesley Snipes right now. (laughs) Armand Asante. Oh god, I love him. (laughs) My favorite of all of them, honestly, is Edward James almost. Battlestar Galactic and pull that ass. That's good. But, I mean, cast aside, it's still, you know. We got Jim Cummings. Or Cummins, however you want to say it. I don't know. It, it goes and either way. And Elton fucking John! Yeah, I mean... That is, that is, that, that's a little sprinklage of Disney, I guess. That, yeah, that's true. Well, and this was... At, obviously, it was after The Lion King, so... Right, that's right. When... But he, I mean, he actually helped narrate the story, so he's got, like, spoken word parts. Right. Which is uh, kind of fun. I guess. And and Tim Rice, who, I mean, God, that guy collaborated with Andrew Lloyd Webber for Joseph and the Technicolor Raincoat or Dreamcoat Raincoat. <laughs> That's an off, 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 off Broadway production. Hysterical. And, 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 and his name is actually just Joe. Hey, oh, and he no. lives up. Yeah, he's in Brooklyn. Hans um, Zimmer. Oh, my God. I need to watch this movie. It's a, it's a fun flick, but yeah. I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm looking at the facts, and I'm still like, are you sure that this isn't Disney? Because it just looks like a Disney movie. It does. All the way around, and that, that's that, that just that happens, I guess. To a lot, to a lot of movies, they would, because you want to appeal to the audience, and if that's what you know, if this comes out the same time as Emperor's New Groove comes out, then you want to try to mimic. 
or uh, imitation is the greatest form of, you know, flattery, I guess. And and you end up with uh, with with something like that. But it's its own story and hasn't really been redone and remade because that's not what DreamWorks does with their movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they, they didn't look back and say, hey, you know what made us a lot of money? Shrek, let's do a live action. No, thank God. No. Um, yeah, Emperor's New Groove came out the same year. Came out in 2000. That's, that's interesting that they would look so similar. All right. Well, Mikey, you were scared of Secrets of Nim. I was fucking terrified of this next one. <laughs> and absolutely refused to fucking watch this. I can absolutely, I definitely remember going to Blockbuster on a fucking Friday night and walking up and down the aisles and my brother and sister wanting to pick this <clears> one out time and fucking time again. And I would lose my shit because I fucking hated this movie so much. It's all dogs go to heaven. I can't fucking can't. We just watched it a couple oh. couple days ago here. Oh God. The the it's, machine it's gun free on Tubi. The machine gun scene where they literally like just fire every fucking bullet known to mankind at this fucking dog. I cannot. I had nightmares about that scene. It was terrifying. Terrifying. I couldn't fucking do it. Um, so <laughs> I can, oh god, it was so bad. 1989 animated musical fantasy adventure comedy drama film. That's what they fucking say it is. <laughs> I will say it again. Animated musical fantasy adventure comedy drama film. Can we just pick one? And and stay <laughs> in that lane. Can we just pick one? Um, I, oh God. Charlie B. Barkin is the main character. Yep. German Shepherd that is murdered by his former friend Carface, who is just basically a mob boss. Uh, Charlie withdraws into heaven and returns to Earth when his best friend Itchy is still living. The voice is Itchy. Uh, Dom DeLuise. Yes. There you go. Uh, and they take revenge on Carface, or they try to. Instead, uh, he ends up befriending a young orphan named Anne-Marie, who is voiced by somebody that we don't know. Judith Barsi. I don't know who that is. Um, and Charlie learns an important lesson about kindness and friendship and love. Too fucking late, because he's already dead. So, uh, the... But he went to heaven, so... Well, I guess, yeah. At the end, he went to heaven. Um, I guess it was just, it was dog heaven. I think, if I remember correctly, because I've only seen this movie one time, because of how terrified I was of it, I think when he dies, he goes to hell. I could be wrong. Oh, so it's a little Mr. Toad action uh, for you. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Burt Reynolds plays the main character. Classic um, guy. Yes. And then Dom DeLuise as Itchy Itchaford, which is uh, Charlie B. Barkin's best friend. Well, why not? Yeah. And then, uh, funny enough, uh, Lonnie Anderson, who was Burt Reynolds' wife at mm -hmm. the time, 
mm-hmm. also has a role as Flo, a female Kali in Charlie's Now, Park. I mean, there's there's little more happening here because uh, you've also got a, a, a wonderful guy by the name of Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, I don't... Oh, hello, He was Dolly. the pencil neck oh, kind of yeah. geeky dog thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Dom DeLuise, Charles Nelson Riley, uh, one Burt Reynolds. That's like one-third the cast of Cannonball Run. <laughs> and the, probably the sequel. I mean, all, really, all you're missing is, uh, well, God, like everybody else, uh, Dean Martin. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of the Candyman mm-hmm. shows up in there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this this was like, yeah. Someone says, can we get Burt Reynolds for you? He's like, sure. But I, I, you know, I got some buddies who, no. It goes like this. Hey, Dom, we got this movie. You like doing voices. Who do you think would act well in this? And and, and that's when Dom, well, I'll call Burt. I'll call Chuck. There you go. Burt, Burt gets Lonnie. And uh, Bob's your uncle at that point. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, if if you're partial to puppies. <laughs> yeah, don't. This is not the one. It's. I don't. It, uh, I, I mean, I don't know why this one, out of all of the other ones, because again, violence is pretty much the theme for for Don Bluth animation. But I don't know why this one out of all of the other ones bothered me so much. Um, maybe it's because the animation looks animated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, secret yeah. the secret of Nim was more not not realistic, but but more sharp edges. Um, it was a little stylized. Yeah, it's. A, Proportionally, it was Correct. more stylized. You this know? is more like not. It's round. It's it's more comfortable. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I you don't got... know. I don't know how to describe it, but the the animation is just more cartoony than well, some Itchy of the other ones. Straight up is wearing a hat Backwards. and a shirt. Yeah, like it. It just. Well, I mean, who didn't wear a who didn't wear a backward hat in the late 80s early 90s yeah 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 i mean it's i don't know i think that's what bothered me is that the the subject matter was so violent but the animation didn't match what was happening in the movie yeah yeah gotcha it was a contradiction Mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't well, ha- are you familiar with the uh, the sequel? Um, no, because I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I will I say, refused. Uh, Charlie B. Barkin was replaced. Went from Burt from Burt Reynolds to Charlie B. Sheen. Oh no way! Yep, Dom DeLuise. They must have signed him on because he went ahead and stuck around. Well, he's he did everything for Don. They must have been like best friends or something. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this individual, but we go well. She, she, she sings. She sang some songs back in the day. Went by the name of Sheena Easton. 
no way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's and so funny. Uh, a little Ernest Borgnine. Oh wow, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know the sequel had a little a little bit too, but I'm, but it was it was you know one of those. Uh, Oh no, yeah, I don't think it BB Newworth. Yeah, yeah. That's but cool. Don Bluth was not involved at all. Oh, and Jim Cummings was in the sequel as well. Wow, he gets around. Well, yep. He would appreciate hearing that. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway. And then, and then you had the the uh, all dogs uh, go to Christmas Carol. Uh, yes, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> now, I and... will say that uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes only gave the original film a 44% freshness rating. And it had a 50 out of 100 score on Metacritic.com. And it also received a thumbs down from Siskel, from Gene Siskel, but a thumbs up from Roger Ebert. <laughs> Well, I when some you lose some, right? I remember watching their their TV show on Sundays on PBS. Yes, it, that's what it, it played. That's what it was on at the movies. Um, yeah, I don't know it. It the, it came out around the same time as Little Mermaid, so that's a hard act to follow, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean her her. None of her parents died on screen. Her dad got turned into an emaciated shrimp. Right, but then came back. Right. Nobody died. And saved the day. Yes. Ursula didn't um, do so well. Well, that's true. She did die on screen. But we hated her, so it's okay. Did we? I mean, yeah. Hmm. She's the bad guy. Was she? Maybe. She signed a contract. Maybe that's another show. <laughs> Fair enough. Back to this show. Yes. Uh, so, you know, couple. Yeah, last time I talked, I, we, we mentioned about you know how uh, things were very similar between the road to, road to El Dorado and Emperor's New Groove uh, visually because they came out about the same time. Storylines were completely different. Yeah. Um, but visually they look the same. Well, what happens? When the subject matter is almost freaking identical and it comes out at the exact same time as a Disney movie. Uh, yep. I mean, we're talking Armageddon and Deep Impact here, okay? Oh, my God. What was the <laughs> other one? They were they were both Doomsday films. Uh, oh, no. They, no. Oh, Volcanoes. Yes. There, and there was there was Peak. And yes. Yes. <laughs> I saw Dante's peak in fear. <laughs> I remember watching it. I'm not it happy about at that. Home. I remember watching it at home. What was the Wait, other was what that, was the other one though? I think it was just simply called Volcano. No. One was Pierce what? Brosnan and one was Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesh, wasn't it? Was that Anne Hesh? Oh, it was maybe. Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesh. And the other one was Pierce Brosnan and who else uh, do you need besides Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, no, I remember. I distinctly remember watching Dante's Beak. And then there was there were two that came out about alligators at the same time, too. Lake, well, Lake, you had Lake Placid. Placid and, <laughs> and then, which, which wins. Right. Because I don't remember the Betty other one. Betty White <laughs> says, 
This is the part where if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. That, oh my god. That was words out of Betty White. Yeah, like, oh. okay. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Back on track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in ni- 1998, both DreamWorks and uh, Disney put out animated films, I guess Disney slash Pixar, uh, put out animated films revolving around uh, insects. They they treated us with some insectual assault, I guess, is what you would say. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> that was so bad! Thank you. I've, oh, my God. I've, I've carried that in my pocket for so many years. Oh, my God. You finally got, you uh, finally got to use it. I've, I've, I've used it before. Oh, man. But I'm, I'm not going to work... That, that's a whole different topic. Um, So, yeah, obviously, Disney uh, Pixar had... Bugs Life. I say I keep saying Pixar. Was Pixar was was Bugs Life Pixar? Yes. Okay. Um, you had Bugs Life, which focused on a little ant named Flick, and he was a little uh, bumbling. He meant well, but didn't always, you know. Uh, he, he was frowned upon by everyone else in the colony, and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, well, DreamWorks put out one called Ants. Ants. Ants, because it ended with a Z. That's how you knew it was edgy. Whereas A Bug's Life was about all bugs, but mostly ants. (laughs) (laughs) Ants is pretty much about ants. And, uh, I mean, they look a little different. I guess A Bug's Life, the ants are blue, and ants, the ants are brown. Uh, they both still feature a main protagonist who means well, but kind of is a bit bumbling. And, and, and well, I mean, I, what would you expect from a main character voiced by Woody freaking Allen? Oh, my God. What? I don't think I've ever seen this one. Really? No. He's okay. Here's your cast. Woody Allen. Hello. Sharon Stone. What? Things are already looking kind of fuzzy. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. I'm not even going to try to imitate Christopher Walken. Oh. Dan Aykroyd. That was more Wayne Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, Anne Bancroft, who I've heard of her. Danny Glover and Gene Hackman. Wow. Right? And, and that, guess that, who else? Well, I'm uh, uh, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Additional voices, which is like, 63 other ants in the background that just said shit. Right. Jim Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> As um, additional voices. <laughs> all the rest. Oh my gosh. So, um, during the production of Ants, a public feud between co-founder of DreamWorks, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and the Steve Jobs, John Lasseter folks at Pixar totally took center stage because of how similar this was to their production, A Bug's Life, which actually was a month after Ants. Yes, I remember this. I remember seeing the uh, previews on TV, like the commercials on TV at the same time. And we couldn't fucking keep them straight. We were like, wait, which one is that? Oh, that's Ants? But there's another movie about Ants. Like, why would they do two movies about Ants? 
I remember watching that. So it's like, now I will say that most of the jokes in Ants appealed more towards adults than the kids would get them. Also, one of the things I remember most of all from Ants is Woody Harrelson's uh, character. Um, I don't, I don't know his fucking name in the movie, but <clears throat> he's a, a, in a in a park at a picnic, and he gets stepped on by a shoe and gets stuck in gum on the bottom of a shoe because somebody's walking, and the foot comes down on like a coin, like a penny or something. So all Woody Harrelson sees. Fuck me, Woody Allen, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> seriously? I was waiting for it to happen, because in my head, God that's what I've been saying. That's funny. Now, White Men Can't Jump to be a whole different movie oh. with Woody Allen as the... Absolutely. Living with sure uh, would. Rosie Perez. So would the, cow- the, the cowboy way. I think we should just redo everything and deep fake Woody Her- Woody Allen in for Woody Harrelson and all of his movies. Just put him in cheers. Fuck it. Oh. Uh, Woody Allen's ant character is stuck at the bottom of some shoe with some gum. And it's coming down on, a, on like a coin laying in the grass. And there's another ant stuck to it with him. And he just screams because he sees this head coming up at him. This face of, of a president on a coin. He just screams, who the hell is that? And it just, I don't know, it's just so out of place for a cartoon, but it resonated with me. so weird. Because you just see this face, and he's like, who the hell is that? But it's it's Woody Allen's voice, so it's so strange. a little nasally, a little this, a little that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I can see where this gets mixed up with, with, with Disney's A Bug's Life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, it came out, you know, right, right alongside it. Uh, right before it, actually, and and it can't be coincidence that two uh, animation powerhouses of the time work on such similar source material. You know, right. it's just I don't know because there's so many other things you can make movies about, but we both just decided to let's just do some ants. Yeah, it's. Uh... I definitely remember these two movies specifically and thinking how odd it was that they, like, why, why, why are we doing two of them? And then after, because I know I didn't see either of these in the theater because it was the late 90s, I was in high school. That's like animated films are not the cool thing to go see at the movie theater. So I didn't, you know, didn't go see any of them. And I haven't seen this movie at all. I should probably watch it. No, it, it's definitely funny. And like I said, it's got a lot of jokes that go over kids' heads and, and adults get it. Right. Well, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of Disney movies that have stuff like that, too. But yeah. That's that's all I got for, and that's by no means every DreamWorks movie that gets confused with Disney because this adults of a certain age uh-huh. that might um, 
remember seeing Old Yeller in theaters may just assume everything is Disney that comes out animated. Yeah. And so as far as they're concerned, um, everything from, you know, Shrek, Despicable Me, Aliens vs. Monsters... Oh, you know, yeah. all, all, all that stuff. Yeah. You just think, well, it's, it's, it's a Disney movie. Or, like I said, definitely trolls. <laughs> Absolutely trolls. <laughs> uh, but, but it. Uh, <clears throat> no, but I can see why a kid today would think that trolls or sing or, you know, any of the. What's the one with the alien? Or even like Happy Feet. Yeah, right. Ha- yeah. Happy Feet kind of feels a little Disney-esque. Yeah, I think it, well, I think it all kind of does. Just because we know that as the, as the animation trailblazer. So, I don't know. Well, well, Happy Feet kind of tried that weird, let's try to make penguins look photorealistic, you know, kind of thing. Right. Like, like um, Robert Zemeckis was doing with uh, the Polar Express. You know, love that and I think sometimes that gets thought of as a Disney oh, clip just because of the subject matter. But the weird face, dead eye thing yeah. going on with all the characters, yeah. and Happy Feet kind of, kind of had that, but with penguins, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> on the other end, you you have uh, what it surfs up. It's still penguins came out close to the same time. That's a Sony Pictures thing, and. Uh, I mean, it was, but but it went more of a uh, stylized animation right. kind of thing instead of trying to make these realistic penguins, uh, you know, look like you're actually on the ice shelf with them. Right. I don't know. It, it's it's you know it just there's only so many stories that can be told, but but uh, so, sometimes they uh, they roll out at the same time. Well, the last one that I'm going to talk about is probably one that I didn't realize was not Disney for a very long time. Um, And again, Luth came out with his animation stuff in the 80s. So the in in my eyes, the big animated movie of the 80s was an American tale. And I remember watching this at home on VHS. I remember watching the sequel. The sequel I think I liked better than the original, but... Well, because it was basically Back to the Future. Yes. Right. Spival goes west. Which is my favorite Back to the Future as well. Um, So, An American Tale is about um, a mouse family. They are Russian-Jewish. I don't know why that matters, but that's part of the plot. Um, who? <clears throat> well, because his name last name is Mouse. That's true. Yeah. Um, they well, and they're celebrating Hanukkah. <laughs> so, and he tells his seven-year-old son, the the father, tells his seven-year-old son um, about the United States and how he believes that that country has no cats. <laughs> there are no cats in America. There are no cats in America. And. The streets are paved with cheese. Yes. Um, so throughout a 
series of events. They are going to immigrate to America. They jump on a steamer that is setting sail for New York City. And all the mice are aboard are so excited to be going to America because they are truly believing that there are no felines in the U.S. Um, of course, during the journey, there's a thunderstorm. Fievel gets separated from his family. Um, they go to the city. They think that he has passed away. Again, traumatic fucking experiences in these Don Bluth films. But that's fine. He's not dead. Um, he finally... He's somewhere out he's there. He's somewhere... Somewhere <laughs> out Fucking gut-wrenching there. song, Oh, my man. God. I, I, I hate to keep it. No, nope, you're yet, fine. But that, that's, that's where this feels like a Disney movie because the musical right. aspect of it hits. It, 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 it ticks all the boxes. This ticks all the Disney right. cartoon boxes, man. So... Finally, he makes it to New York. He meets up with this these mice, and they take him in. They make him part of their gang, uh, a little West Side Story-ish for you. And then <laughs> finally, he is able to reunite with his family. At the end of the film, everybody goes home happy. Um, again, Dom DeLuise <laughs> is, is uh, the voice of Tiger. It's one of the cats. He's, well, I mean, he would voice yes, the cat. Like he, he's, he's, he, 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 he kind of has a, a, a feline shape yes. to him. Um, the only two other one, other voices that you anybody would know is uh, Christopher Plummer, who is uh, Captain Von Trapp, and then uh, Madeline Kahn, who she plays a mouse as well. Oh, I love Madeline Kahn. I do too. She was so good. Yeah. Um, and Christopher Plummer just passed away, I think, in the past year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was he was very good too. Very. What a great Canadian. Very good looking man. <laughs> yeah. He played a pigeon from France. I'm a pigeon. Yeah. Um. So you, you mentioned you uh, you watched this, you said, in theater? I remember watching it at home. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I, I saw the, the, the sequel in the theater. Well, I remember seeing it in the theater because when this came out, somehow this film got partnered up with Sears as, like, one of the main yes. sponsors. And... My mom was a manager at our local Sears department store, and all the employees got to see it the weekend before it opened for free at our local mall theater. Oh, that's so So cool. I got to go catch it like that. I mean, I, it was still packed, but that's that's my big memory from it is getting a chance to, to see that in theater. And I love it's, it's It really is, honestly, of all these movies that aren't Disney... This is probably my favorite. I like this is like my number one, and then Land Before Time, and then just whatever for the rest. Of yeah, the you know. But but this one is it. It just it, it's it's a great story, and 
it's blue, but the animation on this doesn't quite quite hit the same way as All Dogs Go to no, Heaven and the Rats of Nim. It seems a little bit more. I mean, secret uh, primitive. I don't know if primitive is the right word that I'm trying to use, but it, it's it's not. There was no like. It was just like let's just put out a movie. Yeah. Now, it, but also, again, why why do companies put out two movies about mice at the same time? Um, this came out four months after The Great Mouse Detective. So, I... but it did better than The Great Mouse Detective because it was the highest grossing non-Disney animated film of the time. Great Mouse Detective didn't do that great at the box office. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, this, this had, again, though, this is Don Bluth, but at the yeah. same time, this is also still Spielberg and Amblimation. Right. That's probably why it doesn't quite look the same as the others, because That's it true. was so, Amblimation with Don Bluth yeah. uh, pr- producing it. But, well, he produced and directed it, I guess. So, now it was... I did now, really enjoy. They say that Bible goes west. They, oh, I did too. I loved it. Um, they say that the shift was more of a move to an angular, modern style of animation. I don't think that I see that in. I don't. When I think of angular, I think of Secrets of Nim. Yeah. I don't. I don't think of you know. Whereas, and then like All Dogs Go to Heaven was more of like a soft round bright colors that kind of animation where a secret of nim was very sharp and dark mm-hmm. and american tale is kind of not really either of those things so i'm really surprised that they they describe it as an angular modern style it's kind of weird everything needs to be classified yeah. holy cow okay let's listen to this 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 is this this blowed my mind. Okay, well, it's 1986. This is before there were cartoons, or before I'm sorry, <laughs> before shit. there were cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clearly, Walt Disney didn't even exist at that nope. time. Um, this is before uh, CG animation. Yeah. Um, budget of nine million, box office of eighty-four. Oh, it did okay. Yeah, it did. If you want to look at what it cost, granted, shit. I don't know what, what that would be if you adjust for inflation or whatever, but, uh, I mean, animation back in the eight, in the in the 90s was, or I'm sorry, 80, 80s, in the 80s, yeah. uh, was uh, economical. Yeah. Now, of course, Don Bluth did a bunch of other movies. It wasn't just those four. He did Rockadoodle, which... I can remember watching. Um, he did Thumbelina, which I also always thought was a Disney movie. Um, the story is, it, I mean, it, it's a Disney story. Yeah, right, definitely. yeah. Um, the Pebble and the Penguin, I remember watching that one. Anastasia, that's one that I always thought. It is it now. It is now, but it wasn't then. And, but but um, that's a whole other argument yeah, right there. Right, yeah. And then uh, Titan A.E., he did as well. Yep, and those those are all under the Fox blanket, so they show up. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Don Bluth, and uh, Titan A.E. Yeah. 
soundtrack by Creed, starring Matt Damon. <laughs> I've seen it. Once or twice. Yeah, fun, interesting sci-fi storyline. I don't think I've ever watched that um, one. Animation style for Titan AE, AE actually reminded me a lot of Treasure Planet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's close. It's ridiculously close. And Treasure Treasure Planet is Disney, yeah. Correct. I'm remembering yes. correctly. No, it is. You're right. And it, it, but it, but it is the least Disney-looking animation that I've ever oh. seen. Yeah, one of them. It's like they tried some. For sure. They definitely. Well, that was the time that they did Atlantis as well. Uh, Atlantis was more like a Emperor's New Groove type of animation. Yeah, it was more like a traditional. Like with angles and like yeah, angular but, faces. Yeah, but I, I, I want to say they did a lot of um, computer shading. Yeah. Well, on, Treasure Planet uh, was one Treasure of the first Planet. movies that they decided they weren't going to. They did the Tarzan route yeah and they had one band do the music for the movie whereas like Tarzan it was mostly Phil Collins not all but mostly God rest his soul he's still alive yeah, but he no, oh okay well maybe any day now I mean they took fucking Betty White you might as well take Phil Collins too and Olivia Newton-John so I, I was gonna say that's you, you you go back like a long time with Betty White just, it was yeah I mean I mean it's uh, it, that wound is still, still raw hurts. from the windows the walls I don't Sweat up down my balls. All these bitches crawl. All these people the fuck up. All these What does that have to do the proposal. with Phil Collins? It doesn't. It has to do with Betty White. The proposal and Sandra Bullock was doing that in the proposal. Oh, Sandy. Yes, it all comes back. It does. It does. Right back to Betty White, Lake Placid, and Ryan Reynolds. God. I, now I need to go watch like classic again. Not, I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I, I. Oh yeah, you do. Anyway, so that's it. Those are the, those are the eight that we. Now there are so many more. Yeah, and we haven't even got to live action oh, stuff. So we've got so many uh, we, live we have lists. Yes, we, we have lists because you think, oh yeah, it's got to be Disney. Oh no, nope, I'll be damned. Well, take my money anyway. It should be Disney. You missed out not making it. <laughs> that's that's right. kind of how you look at it, you know. But they can't make every movie. I mean, they could, but they would go broke. Would they? I, probably not. <laughs> Speaking of going broke, let's pay some bills. Yeah. I don't think that we actually do anything to pay nope. bills, but uh, I guess we should absolutely mention um, this. This this would be closing remarks. I'll initiate and say, as mentioned earlier, uh, we have events on the event page in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets coming up literally around the corner. Cheaters on the seas departing on the Disney wish i believe the first leg departs on the 15th second leg departs on the 19th 
we got folks doing back to back. We got people like me who couldn't afford the arm and the leg, only the leg, and we're doing the second cruise. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. You know, you'll probably end up seeing lots of posts on the group when we get back to uh, domestic Wi-Fi and can share them. Yes. Because roaming charges would be obscene in the open sea. Uh, aside from that, there, like I said, there's uh, other events coming up where we've got other members that are planning get-togethers, parties, and uh, you know, anniversary visits and stuff like that, and other cruises. And those are all listed on our events page. Uh, we'd love to connect with everybody, and we love seeing when cheaters assemble and connect uh, with each other, even without the host being there. That's also a lot of fun. Um, in addition to our main podcast page, we've got a gaming page, Resheets Gaming on, on Facebook. We, uh, there are groups that get together and play shit on the Wii, shit on the computer, shit on multi-platforms. It's all over the place. Definitely check us out there if you're, uh, into gaming. And if you are... As far away from gaming as possible, you prefer the game of being physically fit. Three sheets, the finish Nobody line. Nobody actually likes that, but <laughs> <laughs> that is our fitness group that started out just running Disney events, but has turned into a thing where they've got uh, monthly challenges. Whether you're an Apple Watch wearer, rare, wearer, or if you're a Garmin wearer or whatever you can you can get in there and link up and challenge each other and and uh, there's 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 literally no prizes uh, i don't even think anyone really brags we, we lift <laughs> each other up i was just gonna say there. it's just bragging rights but nobody it, nobody it, really yeah brags it, about it. it's the only contest is trying to out outdo one of the vaginas but that's <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, i'm sorry the the, the paganos <laughs> um but i it, it's stuff i even think their kids outrun I, people yes so it's true it's, yeah they're, oh carney pagano their children are non-stop just like their fucking parents right uh, just take a weekend must... off you two <laughs> they're not even gonna take the week off when we when they go no, on the i know cruise, they'll be up be on, on that cruise. running deck running around in well, circles if, well it's, it's kind of a circle you got to go upstairs yeah, but, you know. but wait i ain't gonna talk about that uh, anyway, that that's what I've got. What we have coming up, and uh, you know, please follow us on, on on Facebook to find out what kind of shenaniganery we get into. Yeah. Uh, Maria, yes. How about how about your end um, of uh, the show? How about your that, end? My my end is fine. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, come in. Using the medicated pads yes. on it. Oh, they work wonders. Anyway, uh, come and join us. We're a lot of fun most days. And some days we're just drunks. But even when we're just drunks, we're fun drunks. Most days. Fun drunks. Yes. We try. We do. Good people. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 249, sponsored by Tux Medicated Wipes. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll catch you all later this is not goodbye see you real soon good night good day good morrow <laughs> good night <laughs>